Well, hello everyone and welcome to Maharingi Vineyard Church Live. We are doing our second of the three interviews that we're going to have for the next few weeks. And today we are going to hear from Matt and Lee. Um, so very excited about this sort of new idea about what we've about talking to the three couples that are in the leadership team with us. Um, and so I'd love to just start with Matt and Lee sharing maybe a little bit about who you are, maybe something that we may be surprised to know about you. I can actually start. I've known Matt for over 29 years. We were on the same Lifeway course. I think I was about 18 and Matt was two. Um, so he was a very early starter. So, um, yeah, other than making me feel really old every time I see Matt, I'm really excited to be able to be leading together at Maharingi Vineyard. So, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about who you are? Right. Yeah, so I've just realized that Lyndon's just been like, grooming me for this job since I was two. It's just so good to me now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I met and Lee, obviously. Um, I am a web developer. Um, and so I build websites. Um, we live out in Tomorata, um, out by the lakes, um, on Lee's parents' farm. And we have uh, two little kids, which Lee... Keeps us busy. Yeah, keeps us busy. Um, yeah. Lee? Yeah, so uh, the, our children's names are Amos and Ariana. Amos is four and Ari's nearly two. Um, yeah, so I have grown up here pretty much in the, I'm a local farmer's daughter. Um, my parents moved here when I was about eight or nine. So um, yeah, we found our way back here once we started. <laughs> That's right. Started. We escaped briefly yeah. <laughs> down to the South Island and we've been drawn back. I grew up in Wellsford as well. So where, you know, I try to keep that one on the road. <laughs> so, but now it's out. You'll know. <laughs> so yeah, here we are again in the area. Nice. Well, um, one of the things that we've sort of, we've all experienced over, over this season of, of kind of lockdowns and of restrictions is that obviously for, for many of us, um, there are things in this season that we have really lost out on or missed out on. And then equally, there are have been some really, well, a lot of people have found some real unexpected gains from this season. So really, I just thought it'd be great to hear from you guys from, from your perspective, from your bubble. What are those things, one, that you've really missed or, or those things that you've kind of feel like you've really missed out on or really hanging out for? Um, and the other thing is, though, in the midst of this season, with all of the things that have been taken, what are some of the real wins or gains that you found for yourselves, but also for your for your bubble, for your family? Yeah, I think um, for me, it seems to be kind of kind of a similar story for most people. Really, is the just the social aspect or the the person aspect. Um, I'm not a real socialite, you know. I am a bit of an introvert. I like my space time to myself and things but um i really have missed being able to meet together with people um and especially one thing is like we obviously i play um play music and worship band at church um and we kind of have this uh little sense of camaraderie between us you know we spend a lot of time together doing practices every other week and things and i've realized since we've been in this lockdown how much I have missed that which was kind of you know one of those things that you don't really recognize um 
until you're there. <laughs> um, and I think strangely, well, not strangely really, but one thing this lockdown that I've realized that I've missed is just the like sense of normality, I think. Well, yeah, the sense of whatever normality we thought we had. <laughs> but in almost not really in a nostalgic way, but sometimes I do just think, oh yeah, you know, it used to be like that. And now it's not. But yeah, that's something I realized I've missed. Yeah. I th um, for me, I think this time around particularly, um, I when we came back from Nelson, I so we've been back oh five, about five years mm. now. And coming back to your hometown, but it not really feeling like your hometown anymore, obviously. Um, I really went through a long period, years, I would say, of just feeling lonely, like not quite sure where I fit. I had just one baby then um, and kind of not navigating mum life. How does this work? How do you make friends in that context? And it just, it was a hard time. And I specifically remember praying, you know, God, please give me friends. I hadn't kind of been through that struggle before um and this lockdown a, a few weeks in I I said to Matt I just miss my friends and it was like then I thought oh my goodness God gave me friends <laughs> like and I just kind of hadn't um I hadn't processed it until then and it was like it was a it's been a reminder to me since then that God sometimes you know we're praying for things and then you kind of you move on with your life and he's still doing things um and he's still he's still working when you're kind of you've prayed prayers that you've forgotten about or I don't know I don't know so that's the kind of the thing I've gained and obviously the other thing is just realizing again with this lockdown that the time then age and stage of our kids is really precious and this is um a, a precious opportunity to speak things into their life that we won't get to do again so mm -hmm. Yeah, and that one was interesting for you because it was that like double, like a double-edged sword, yeah, really. Yeah. Like you, you miss something and then realize that you've gained something. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I think um, for things that I've gained, I, I and I, I think I did this last time as well, but last lockdown, I realized that there were a bunch of stuff that I did in my day-to-day -day that I was just taking up time, to be honest. And they were all good things, you know, like I, played squash but I have to like travel for squash and um a whole bunch of stuff like every night of the week was full and I did make a conscious effort after the first lockdown to cut back some of that stuff um but I've realized again this lockdown even more so um uh, the value and it's probably just age and stage you know we're busy got young kids and things but the value of not busying myself with things that I don't need to busy myself with um, and through that I've also um, I think I've had a bit of a new perspective of what's important or what things that I what are the things that I value um, in just like a day-to-day -day sense but also um, I think I, I've had an, a new perspective of where like in a church context what's important and what we should be doing, the things that, um, you know, we what like the practices and the things that we place value on and what are the things that we do that actually don't really hold that much value that, you know, they're not necessarily bad, but, um, you know, they might not be valuable. And I think that that process has kind of shaped the way I've thought about 
you know, where we're headed and what we're doing in a church context. I think, you know, if we'd been, if you'd asked, uh, you know, had this interview seven weeks ago, we probably would have given different answers. Um, so it's kind of been good to just, yeah, that's something that I've gained is just some time to just reevaluate and recalibrate, I think, what's what's important and where we're going. Wonderful. That's such great um, learnings. Mm. And I, I totally, I, I guess, because I was a mum once, likely, well, I still am a mum, but my kids aren't little, but I know how fast those years go. And yeah, totally. I don't know, I loved both your perspectives there on, on the gift that time can be, mm. even though we wouldn't choose to live like this. That is the season we're in, and it's good to see the opportunities in it. So over this time, like you've said, you probably would have answered things differently um, back when we first talked to you guys about coming on the team and all of that. And since then, is there anything like over this time of prayer where we've been seeking God together as a church, is there anything you feel like God is saying for us at Maharangi Vineyard in this season? Or has he given you any pictures or scriptures or anything kind of been stirring in your hearts over this time in amongst your busy household with two little kids? Um, I, yeah, um, I, I don't think I've personally had any like strong pictures um, or things like that, but I, I did really get a sense um, that it is a time that we need to be authentic. Um, and I think that authenticity is something that we do or that we try to practice pretty often and well at Vineyard. Just, there's not a lot of pretense. Um, but yeah, I, I did get the sense that we need to make sure that we're having real relationships with people um, for ourselves and, and also so that they can see Jesus. Um, I think, you know, we're coming to realize with this, with not being able to meet that church is more than just a Sunday morning. Um, and yeah, we're going to have to reevaluate what our community or what community looks like. And that's going to involve relationships and being authentic with people. And I found it interesting that a lot of the, uh, the things that we were talking about last year or whenever it was, I can't remember now, but specifically like the, um, the, the come to the table series with the hospitality, the vertical hospitality series. Um, and I, I can't remember quite if it was a series or just a particular message where Lyndon was talking about um, uh, unity and holiness and how that like those things separately, are, you know, relatively easy, but together they're quite hard. Um, yeah, so I kind of felt like God was saying, you know, in, in our world and in our society at the moment, things are very polarised, obviously, um, politically, socially, um, you know, you just mentioned the word COVID and people are, you know, claws out and teeth bared. And so I really did feel like God was saying that, you know, if people could look in to to a church, to a community of people that think differently, that act differently, but are unified and have, you know, a sense of real relationship that is more than a Sunday morning, is more than, you know, the superficial stuff, that that's something that the you can't find anywhere else. And that's because of, you know, it's because of Jesus. And yeah, I think that's 
that's going to be a, a theme of our of our lives for the next wee while while we have to re rethink how we do things mm. so good very good i think um for me just the thing that's kind of just been sitting on my heart is a simple phrase um turn your eyes upon jesus and it's I have been reminded of it time and time again because I feel like, like obviously what Matt's been saying, we can't meet the way that we are used to. We can't um, worship the way that we're used to, all of those things. Um, and also all of the messages that we're dealing with and we're all trying to figure out what's true and social media is sending us one me message and the media is sending us another. And, and it's a lot, it's a lot mentally. Well, it has been for me. Um, and I've just kind of been reminded again that even though all of that is kind of chaotic and can get overwhelming, the flip side of that is, is that this is a golden opportunity for us um, to just kind of lock ourselves in our room, take our Bible, pray, mm. seek God, like in a way that we haven't had an opportunity to do before. And I really think however we... If we can do that, however we come back together, whatever that looks like, that's going to change Maharangi Vineyard for the good. Mm. And so that's kind of, I think we have, we kind of have to learn how to hold that tension. Um, but if we can, amazing. Like, it's amazing what God could do if we can just seek his face. Um, I just wanted to read I, the scripture that kind of, ties into that was um, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 18, which I've just been thinking about a lot, which is, um, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles. They don't really feel like light and momentary troubles, but apparently they are, are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, hard to do, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That's, that's the goal, to, to turn our focus to yeah. Jesus and the things that are of Jesus. Wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. I don't. I also don't feel like I'm wasting away. I feel like I'm ballooning up a little <laughs> during lockdown. I wish I was wasting away, <laughs> but so oh, I love it. Um, so so beautiful to hear, and just that whole sense of reorientating ourselves, and I'm almost sort of not even rewriting the narrative. It's going back to the very narrative of Jesus, which is just. It's as applicable today as it was 2,000 years ago when he spoke it out. You know, the kingdom of God is so relevant today, as much today as it's ever been before, um, and will be the same tomorrow. You know, when we were just, remember when we were meeting together, and just before we sort of, um, one of our last Sundays, even though we didn't know it was our last Sunday gathering, we talked about sort of that whole sense of leaning into opportunity and and, and part of that, part of that message, and I guess part of that vision um, was the fact that, you know, like, in, at any point, you know, we could, we could sort of step into this and dot, 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 fill in the blank, and who knows what God could do. Um, and so I just thought I'd love to hear your guys' answer as far as um, what is it that you um, would love to see, would dream of God doing, whether that's in and through you, through your family, through, through Maharangi Vineyard or all of the above, 
Um, do you, are there are there sort of things that you think, man, God, I'd love to see you move in this way or in in this area? You've kind of both answered in a bit of a way, anyway. Um, but is there is there anything you could give some more more language around that? Yeah, and I think you're right. We kind of have answered some of that already, and I think it's it's been interesting how this all has tied in together. Um, and I'll let Lego. But one thing that I did want to say was very interesting i think when we watched grace and niles one and like we hadn't all talked about this together but a lot of the things they were saying were things that we were already thinking um i found that very encouraging actually and particularly with this question as well but um well you can take the reins and i'll jump oh, okay <laughs> um i that, i actually found that quite a hard question because kind of just saying oh well like could do this or that you know like what would you like to be part of that God's doing? I don't know. I'll, I'll turn up for it. That's cool. But um, the thing I kind of thought about was just um, I'm I'm a pretty practical person, so I I really love and we have said this a little bit already, but just that whole um, the whole idea of of like living in community. And I think about the Church of Acts and um, that like fellowshipping together, worshiping together, devoting themselves to the whatever it was, the apostles teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and at the end of that passage, whatever it is, um, and the Lord added to their number daily. And I kind of think if we could do community really well, um, authentically and honestly, I don't know, I don't know, because we don't know what it's going to look like in the future. Um, but I just love the idea of it being a bit more raw, a bit more, a little bit like what Grace and I were talking about, that this is like the, the place where people come to get their practical needs met and then at the same time actually end up getting their spiritual needs met too. Um, yeah, I, I, the other thing I just kind of have been sitting with a little bit with that whole idea is that scripture about confessing your sins to one another um, that you may be healed. And I was just saying to Matt the other night, we were imagining what this would look like, if you could have it however you wanted. And I said to Matt, imagine the, the grace that we would have for one another if we had to sit in a room with each other and someone else had to confess this into you, but you knew that it was going to be your turn <laughs> next. But then you know, like you could pray for each other and you would be healed. Like it's actually, it's actually amazing. I, I, it makes me really excited for what it could look like, even though, I don't know, even yeah. though it's not really looking like much right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's probably not going to look like us walling people up. With <laughs> 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 oh, good. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking me in a little box at the back corner with a curtain between, you know? I've always loved the drama of that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've actually just realised that I told, I've even, like, written notes because I always forget things when I speak, and even still I think I've done something. One thing that I wanted to say earlier was um, when I had, was saying that I had, like, a new perspective of what... Um, you know, what's valuable and the things that we do. Um, I was reminded of um, like the worship nights that we had. And, and I myself had even said like, oh, you know, it was good, but like not many people came as if that was like, that was the point. And I realized, which was like, it sounds so silly to say, 
but you know, whatever, we're silly people. Um, <laughs> like I've realized we should be doing those things because they're valuable, because they like bring us closer to God, like prayer nights, worship nights, those things are valuable because they are. And, and taking a step back and realizing if we do that and two people come and we have an amazing worship night, like that's, that's what we should be focusing on. That's what is valuable, not how many people we get through the door. Um, so that's, you know, going around about. Um, but anyway, that's something that I, um, I had two things which I would love to see, really love to see in our time. One of them seems like, like the pie in the sky. But anyway, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a, a return to righteousness in our nation and in, in our communities. I think we're living in a, in a society that's very hedonistic and self-serving. Um, and I'd love to see us, um, and I guess this all starts in our communities, but value being placed back on things of, you know, of God, of righteousness, of moral value, things that are hard and uncomfortable, not just things that are self-serving and easy. I'd love to see a nation turn around, you know, and, and really you know, come, come to fruition and realize that, you know, Jesus is the answer. And that, so, you know, if that could happen, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing that has really, has always been um, a vision for, for the church for me is uh, I, it was probably like eight, nine years ago. Now I went to Ecuador um, for a little while and um, went on a little missions trip thing there. Um, and we went to a little church in the slums, like they have like bamboo houses and like little shacks, like proper slums. And so this church was located right in the center of this village. It was a tent, like a gazebo, didn't have sides. Um, so super crummy, low down, but that was like the heart of that community. People would come there every Sunday for breakfast because they would feed everyone and they'd just feed them bread. And they had a particular um, outreach where they worked with uh, uh, mums of new babies and lots of them, like, they were trying to figure out why their two-week-old wasn't eating and they were like, no, you know, you have to, like, breastfeed that baby, right? And so, like, just meeting a need and people would come to the church for help. People would come to the church in in any kind of need. Um, And when Niall said... Uh, last week about you know uh, it would be so cool if Mahorangi Vineyard could be that place where people come for hope and for help Um, that image that I had and of the church in Ecuador just really got under my skin and I remember coming back and just looking around and being like oh we don't have that you know people don't turn to the church immediately Um, and I know we've been thinking about, you know, uh, finding a physical home, like a building. Um, and I would love to see if, if we get a building and that is the place where people know that they can come, that it becomes, you know, the heartbeat of the community. They know that they can come there for help. Um, and it's because of Jesus. So that would be something that, yeah, I'd really love to love to be a part of and, and love to lead. It does, you know, we can leave our stage and our lights down and, you know, really meet some practical need. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. So Lovely. Good. Very good. 
you got, we, you're going to have us on our toes. <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's so good. It's what we need. So great. Thank you. Thanks for your um, honesty and vulnerability and authenticity because people love, I think that's been our desire always in leading um, Maharangi Vineyard that it would be a really authentic place for people mm. to come with their, with their stuff and to know that they would find Jesus there to meet them. Yeah, totally. And a group of people who will be incredibly gracious with them. So thanks so much for sharing. We have yeah, loved totally. chatting to you guys. And we just thought it would be so cool if you could pray a blessing over us as a church, even though we're not in the same building um, right now. But if you could pray over everyone listening, it's not even everyone who's in church, but if you could pray a blessing over us and anything and kind of closing thoughts you might have. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. I don't want to jinx it, but we've been talking just beforehand about all the um, rural internet has held on really well. Um, so hopefully I won't regret just saying that right now. But um, yeah, we just love it if you just end with, um, yeah, praying a blessing over all of us. And yeah, anything that God might be saying. Yep, cool. sure. Do you want to read your scripture? Yeah, yeah. I just actually wanted to um, read this scripture from Ephesians 3 as a prayer for Maharangi Vineyard. Okay, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Um, yeah, Father, we're just, uh, we really want to honour you, Lord. Um, you know, you're the, you're the God above all else. Um, and we really want to thank you that you are um, God over our situations, the situations uncertain and certain. Um, thank you that you hold us and you carry us through. Um, Lord, I pray a blessing over, over us as a church and a community. I pray that as we, you know, as your word says, as we start to turn our ways back to you, um, submit our plans to you, Father, that you would change our hearts and our minds to be in line with your word, Lord, that, um, you know, as we try and reimagine how this whole church thing looks, that people would really see you at work, that it's something genuine and it's real and it's something they can't get elsewhere. We just pray that you would be with us. Um, you know, it all sounds so easy to say, but can be terribly difficult to live out. So we just pray that um, your peace would be with us, Lord, that your grace would be with us, that we would always remember to, to come back to you, um, to submit things to you, God. Um, yeah, we just pray that you would go before us, look after those that are vulnerable in our communities, help us to be aware of them. And um, yeah, we thank you, God. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, guys. I'm sure everyone is, in, is as encouraged as we are just sort of having heard all of this. So look forward to gathering again together um, one day when we can. Um, but in the meantime, we can um, continue to share our hopes, our dreams, um, scriptures with one another. And so I know it's been, I personally have been so encouraged just by this 
conversation and really, really spurred on. So thank you so much um, to everyone else. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, great to gather with you at Maharangi Vineyard Church Live. Hope you've been encouraged as well. Remember, please um, get in contact if you want someone to stand with you, to pray with you. Um, reach out. I know the food bank is going, um, you know, just doing heaps of things at the moment. So, um, yeah, if you need anything, please let us know. We'd love to help. Thanks, everyone. Lots of love. Thanks. See ya. Bye.